1: Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook App, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five star review. We greatly appreciate it. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Greg Esposito, a.k.a. Espo. I
2: think that's the first time the you've whole ever time said my is full name. It's the first
1: time I've ever said your whole name on this. It is. But I figured, why not?
2: Well, there's nobody else here, so we, we can say There's nobody else our, here, our exactly.
1: And the Phoenix Suns defeat the Chicago Bulls 129-102. to 102. This score tells the whole story this time around. The Phoenix Suns absolutely demolished
2: the Bulls tonight. N- none of that fraudulent Bulls shit. It was just the uh, the real deal tonight, the genuine article. And let's get this out of the way early. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, CHGO Bulls. <laughs> Don't ever come on my pregame and say Paxton for three.
1: That was karma. That was they Im- that was it. that was basically instant karma. almost. Oh,
2: they deserved it.
1: Coming on the pregame show, hitting us with that on the way out. That was like. He just dropped it and dipped. He didn't even allow for anything. If you obviously, if you miss the pregame show, Espo, break it down. What happened?
2: So we had our friend uh, Matt, the host of the CHGO Bulls show, come on pregame and break things down. And as the interview ended, as we're going away from him, he yelled out Paxson for three. And that you don't that's like going to somebody's uh, house party and taking a crap in the living room as you're walking out. All right. It's just not cool. You don't do that.
1: No, but Uh, now I gotta get
2: my carpets cleaned in here. Uh, But he got his in the end. So he
1: got his karma. The Phoenix Suns got the W. And uh, poor Gerald, who really just in the pregame, all he said was he just wanted both teams to have fun. He didn't get his wish tonight <laughs> nope. because the Chicago Bulls did not have fun in this one. There were multiple no. times throughout this game where you could absolutely just see the defeat on their face, the frustration. Um, but we were over here just living in a life yeah. of luxury, hanging out, having a good old time.
2: Yeah, so sorry, shytown Town. That's uh you've lost six of ten, or excuse me, no, that's uh eight of ten now. Yeah. And so what that's on, that's on you
1: So the first thing that I want to talk about off the top of this show Gerald sent out a tweet at the end of this game and I think it's something that we all really need to just spend some time like focusing on he said I hope Suns fans are enjoying every single minute of this team because man never seen anything like it in Phoenix We are truly experiencing what feels like a one of a kind type of a situation. Now, I understand there were two other really phenomenal Suns teams throughout the years. I personally was not old enough to be able to have the admiration and just the understanding, um, or I wasn't around (laughs) as much. This is the
2: the kindest or uh, or rudest way to say, Espo's really old. No. He remembers the 93 team. No,
1: it was more of... (laughs) I don't want to dismiss what yes. greatness those two squads also accomplished.
2: Dismiss away.
1: But this team <laughs> is something super special. This, and this is really cool for all of
2: us. This is 100% the best Phoenix Suns team we have ever seen. We've talked about it being the most complete. We said, oh, maybe it's the best team. There is no doubt this is 100% the best team. Phoenix Suns team that has ever been. Mm -hmm. I don't care what happens the rest of the way. I don't care whether they win the title or not. This is the best Suns team we've seen. It's complete. It's deep. I had a friend, you know, message me tonight and go, I've never seen a true next man, man up next man up mentality in the NBA. And this team has it one through 15, 15, Guys can come in and play a role. I mean, even Ish Wainwright and Alfred Payton were in tonight. Guys come in, and they just play well for this team. They are deep. They are great defensively. They are special offensively. This is the best team we've seen, and Gerald is 1,000% right. Let's enjoy it. I know we all want to sit here and go, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, That's a natural inclination but let's enjoy the rest of this ride. We may never see it this good again.
1: Yeah. And I mean, uh, there's also the natural desire to want to kind of nitpick certain things, right? Because we are so close to achieving Mm -hmm. that ultimate goal and finding that ultimate level of success that when there is something small, we want to point it out because we want to address it. We want to fix it so that it doesn't become an issue later on in a more important type of setting. But I still just, regardless of what happens at the end of this season, this is something we should be enjoying so, so very much because I know last season was great too, but just remember what it was like just a few years ago and how rough that time was for us. Like we deserve this. We deserve to be happy. We deserve to have nice things and to enjoy this together as a community. Like this is, this is special.
2: Let's say this. As the great band Semisonic once said, it's all about chemistry. And this team is all about chemistry. You watch this bench. You watch moments, how they play together, how they all support each other. Chemistry is what they have. It's the secret ingredient. It's what makes good teams great and great teams champions. They have it here. This team is on the path to greatness right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Amanda in the chat says, it has been almost 10 days since the Suns clinched a playoff spot and no other team has clinched it yet. This team is on a whole nother level. And then Manuel says in the chat, I've been a fan for damn near half my life, never felt like this before. They didn't blow up the league like the '90s Suns, they didn't explode on the scene like the seven seconds or less squad, they just win and it's awesome.
2: I mean, they've won it almost an 80% clip since mm-hmm. the bubble. At some point, it's not, oh, this is cute. Oh, this is luck. Oh, they're charmed. No, it's damn good basketball. That's what we're seeing in Phoenix, and it's it's something to behold. I think it was Chris in the chat said uh, that he's been a fan since 1972 and he's never wow. seen a team as good as this, that this is the greatest Suns team. Uh, and, you know, I obviously don't go back quite that far, but uh, I agree. And everything I've read, every everything I've seen, there's no other team that comes close to what this team's been able to accomplish so far.
1: You know, it's we're starting to see, too, that more people are actually finally <laughs> wising up to the fact of what we've all been talking about all season long, right? You had Channing Fry tweet out tonight. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, he's he's been on the Suns yes, yeah. wagon for a while now. But even uh, Stephen A. Smith was talking about Mikkel Bridges' deserving defensive player of the year. It's finally happening, you guys. <laughs> they're finally talking positively about the Suns. And in a really good light, Like it took this long into the season for people to realize just how good this team is. And just keep in mind, they're finally realizing it without Chris Paul on the court, without Cam Johnson yeah. on the court, without Jay Crowder on the court, and at times without Devin Booker throughout this stretch, hasn't been on the court either. That says a lot.
2: Well, and I think the reality is setting in. This team is so good, they're about to clinch the number one spot in the West. They've clinched the playoff berth. They've clinched home court advantage. These national voices are going to have to start talking about them because <laughs> in all likelihood, they're either going to have... A deep playoff run and may host uh, hoist that trophy, or mm-hmm. they're going to have a a unbelievable collapse. And either way, the national group's going to talk about them. So they have to start now. They get it; it's an inevitability that the Suns will be a uh, you know a talking point for the rest of the summer for them.
1: Well, and they also have to start doing some homework on the Suns so they have something to talk about during yeah. the playoffs when they cover those games. So they're not coming in completely unaware of what's been going on. Oh, yeah. So that probably helps. Uh, we are going to welcome in Gerald Borgay now from the Footprint Center. Gerald, thank you for joining us. Um, how's everything going on your end of things?
2: This is the, the fastest yeah. we've gotten girthy with it, Everything.
3: Everything's going okay. I think my signal is a little uh, weak here right now. So I'll just try to power through this as best I can.
2: Gerald, what did, uh, what did Monty have to say about tonight's performance?
3: Yeah, I, I think he was impressed with this. He wasn't sure if this was their most impressive win of the season, but he was really pleased with the way that they executed. Um, and he said the big thing that he told the guys after the game was, you know, he's proud of the way that this team on a night in, night out basis. You know, missing Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, Jake Crowder against the Chicago Bulls team that's in the near the top of the East. Uh, this was a, could have been a lot more competitive and instead they just blew them out. So he told them after the game, their competitiveness is something that they don't take for granted. Um, and the other thing that he mentioned, which, you know, came up a lot during the game was Alfred Payton getting minutes over uh, Aaron Holiday. Monty said that that was a matter of Chicago's size so they wanted to kind of match that with Alfred Payton's length, and they went back and watched film from the last Chicago Bulls game, and they said that Payton's defense played a part in that, so that was the reason why he got minutes tonight.
1: I'm not going to lie, Gerald. Uh, We were kind of trying to theorize as to maybe what that meant, seeing Alfred Payton off the bench first tonight. A portion of me felt like it could have been one of two things. Um, Obviously, you did clear the air for us, but just want to know if this went through your head as well. The first one, of course, being Aaron Holiday might have been injured, which we saw him play tonight, so that was ruled out. The second being that maybe, um now that we're kind of in the final stretch of the season, where Monty's kind of trying to make up his mind, and James Jones as well, as to who will be that final roster spot heading into the playoffs. If Alfred will remain on the team, or if maybe he gets cut and replaced with Ish Wainwright, or even potentially a
3: a. Yeah, I think that was probably the real reason money can't come out and say that like, Hey, we're we're giving these guys a last chance of who's going to make the roster. We're looking at uh, Alfred and Ish Wainwright trying to decide who our final roster spots going to go to. So I I think it was the case of, you know, this is what we're going to say in this case. And uh, so they went from there. I, I don't, Look, if you saw the way that Aaron played tonight, I wouldn't be concerned about, you know, Monty thinking that Alfred could jump him in the rotation or anything like that. I think this is just a matter of getting your last looks in, uh, experimenting with some things, trying some things out before the playoffs come and you really have to get down to draft text.
2: Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not concerned of Alfred Payton getting any uh, additional minutes after tonight. Uh what did uh, what did Monty have to say in regards to to Tory Craig, obviously a a man of the hour the last uh, the last two games for sure. So what did what did Monty think about that?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of funny and also awkward. I felt bad for our buddy Dave King because he made a joke. You know, because Tory Craig hasn't missed a shot since he's been a starter the last two games, and he was Dave made the joke. How are you going to take him out of the starting lineup after this when Jay Crowder gets back? <laughs> Monty just goes, do I have to answer that question? He's like looking to Cole. Like, I don't, every time somebody asks me a question like that, I shouldn't get to find them for the question. Um, but he, I, he
2: was. I'm just going to say it, this, Gerald. <laughs> I've given Dave King that look many a times in my life. So <laughs> I understand.
3: We were, but it was a I joke. So we, I felt so bad. We love Dave, but he was, <laughs> his joke. Monty didn't find his joke funny, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but no, he did say, you know, like the big thing with Tori, and we talked about this earlier and I wrote about this earlier this week the big thing with Tori was the conversation that Monty and the coaching staff had with him about trying to find the right balance because they felt early on he was settling for threes instead of attacking and especially crashing the offensive glass which are, are things that make him you know hard to stop so I think recently he stopped settling and. Ironically enough, the threes have been falling because of that. You know, we see him attacking off the dribble a little bit more. We see him putting a little bit more. And we definitely see him hitting the offensive board. So those are the things that are going to allow Torrey to have an impact, even when his three isn't falling. And lately that three has just been falling at a, at a very promising rate. We're seeing some real progression to the mean.
2: Any any thoughts on DA tonight from, uh, from Monty or anything that you saw out there that stood out to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, nothing new other than what we've been talking about recently, just the way that he's been able to dominate. Mani pointed out, you know, the way that he's able to physically enforce his will on people, not just, you know, with the jab step and the mid-range jumper that's been really falling for him. But, you know, we saw it a couple times against Vucevic, who was playing him really physically. DA was able to just put his body into him, hit that hook shot anyway. Uh, it's becoming just completely inevitable when he gets the ball and he gets that good over-the-left-shoulder hook shot going. So... Uh, that's something that defenses are going to have a real hard time stopping, especially if they're keying in on Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And that's music to the sun's ears, because that's what this whole stretch without Chris Paul is about finding out what guys can do, what they can't do, and how this team can be even more dangerous come playoff time. If opponents are just trying to take away the backcourt.
1: Anything else, Gerald, that kind of stood out to you tonight, whether it was just what happened on the floor or in terms of what Monty said?
3: Not really, but I do want to say, I know there's been some talk about, you know, maybe this is a little bit boring because the Suns keep winning in in dominant fashion. All I have to say about that is enjoy every single minute of this because in a couple of weeks, every game is going to matter. Every win is going to be multiplied by 10. Every loss is going to be multiplied by 100. Obviously, this team has bigger business to take care of, and, and the championship is the ultimate goal here. But this is the most fun I've ever had covering a team. And I think that shows in the fan base with how much this group likes being around each other, how fun they are to watch both on and off the court. And this is the best Suns team in franchise history. So soak up every minute of this regular season because the nerves are about to get, you know, ratcheted up by about 100 once the playoff time is here.
2: Uh, Gerald, we'll let you go. Go put some more dollars on your pay-as-you-go plan so you can have some more data so we don't uh, (laughs) see it get grainy again next time.
3: Sounds good. You guys have a
2: good one. I think this is the first time ever his reception hasn't been good out there. I think for so. Break. It's because he showed up so damn early. It must tonight. be there's still too many people in the building. He's got a hot date. <laughs> I think. I think he's taking the girlfriend out and he's like, I he's get, like, it's I Friday this night. over. Son's
1: got to win. And now we got to go out and celebrate. Yeah, I Haxma actually us time. I
2: actually think he tried to dial in at the beginning of the fourth quarter to just get it over with. <laughs> well, so I was we joking not. with
1: you. I was like. <laughs> Like mercy rule, can we just call it here? <laughs> like let everyone go home a little early and uh, head out and hit the town. Like everyone who's at the game can just go out in downtown Phoenix and have some fun.
2: I do. I do take solace in the fact that our Chicago brethren that are doing their post game show. It's almost midnight in Chicago, so they deserve <laughs> to have to be suffering this late after what they. That's put us what
1: there. you get. That's the karma. <laughs> God, I could not imagine. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I live. In Arizona okay. and on the West Coast. I could we've, not imagine being a sports fan and living on the East Coast.
2: We've we've done the eleven forty five postgame show.
1: Yeah, but that's like it's a nightly rough. thing. That's true. For that. When they're
2: on the west. Ours are just stuff.
1: occasional. It's anyway. True. So somebody brought it up in the chat and I don't remember who, and I'm really sorry, but yes, you were correct. The magic number is now three for the Phoenix Suns because the Grizzlies lost tonight and the Suns won tonight. tonight. So that's two right there. So we got magic number sitting at three. True. So in theory, next week, this upcoming week, the Suns could clinch that number one, or that uh, number one seed.
2: It in more than in theory. I mean, it's very likely. All they would have to do is win three games. against the Kings and then uh, win back to back on. That on, one might uh, be a little tough. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday against the Timberwolves, and Thursday, Thursday against, against the Nuggets. If they just do that, it's over. That's not even counting on uh, on a Grizzlies loss. So yeah. if you get a Grizzlies loss in there, or dare we say two, uh, it just takes one Suns win. This is. This is almost a fait accompli. This is this is almost done. I know I can say that and not take crap because Saul's not here, so <laughs> I, I can use the big words. So. There
1: you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's really exciting stuff for us right now, and uh, I'm hoping that they can lock that in next week for two reasons. One, just because the sooner the better, then people will continue to start talking about who will be the sons. Matchup. How will this, you know what I mean? The conversation will shift around the Suns to already starting to talk about playoffs. And then two, I don't know if we can convince them to do this or not. Because there was that one point in time in tonight's game, it was around seven minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. You were like, why is Devin still in this game? Why is DeAndre still in this game? (laughs) Thankfully, halfway through the quarter, one minute later, Monty did take those guys out. But hopefully, if we can lock in this one seed, we can lower the minutes that some of those guys are playing, afford to take a few L's to rest them up and keep them healthy for the playoffs.
2: I thought you were going to say, can we convince them to give us a few nights off? And oh, I was say, that's not, <laughs> no. That's not happening, no. Lindsay. There's no load management for those of us on this side. No,
1: I don't know if they'll be willing to do it, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I, Maybe a reduced amount of minutes, but they won't miss games. That's no, for sure. I, they're
2: not going to miss games. Right. Unless there's an actual injury, maybe maybe the last one or two, possibly, yeah. But they're not going to affront the athletic process and sit them for any long period of time. But you can treat things more delicately. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, gets an ankle stepped on, you pull them out for the rest of the game. You're not right. You're not messing around with anything at that point. It'll be, it'll feel nice once everything is locked up. I'll feel really good once they get to 63 wins at that set the franchise record and then leave it be whatever happens after that point. Uh, I don't care. I, I want to see them do that. At least.
1: <clears throat> I know they don't care about it, at least publicly. They won't care about it because I'm pretty sure Jay was asked about it today. If they've talked about it at all or have thought about it at all. And he said, no, I'm pretty sure if I'm recalling that correctly from this morning. Um, but for us, as like a community and then for them later on. Mm-hmm. Right now they may not be thinking about it at all, but I think later on in their careers when they look back at this season and especially a guy like Devin Booker, right? Like this is his yeah. franchise. He will be able to have another – his name next to another thing in the history books well, for the Phoenix Suns. And
2: you won't be able – I mean you can look at it and they're, they're obviously still right now there's debate – who's the best all-time, but if he's the guy that leads the the best record mm-hmm. in Suns history, if they go on to win a title, like, and he winds up being their all-time leading scorer, there's no way you can argue that. That's a resume that is beyond anything else. So they may not say it, but I think they want to do it too, and it's only six more wins. They're sitting at 57, 63, six more wins. Even if they sit, guys, I think they get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Espo, I know we're like – 20 minutes almost into the show. Yeah, but let's go to the bar.
2: I need a drink, (laughs) damn it. Somebody go to the bar. We're having a Craig keg tonight. Tap that bad boy. Let's do some keg stands. Let's have some fun. It is a Friday night, and the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. So give me some of that sweet, sweet beer from the Craig keg. And obviously we go Tory Craig because he's perfect again.
1: Once again, another perfect shooting night from Tory Craig. So he finished the night with 14 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and he went 5-of-5 five five from the field tonight. Which
2: means he's 13-of-13 13 13 over the last two games that he started for Jay Crowder. No, you're not starting Tory Craig in place of Jay Crowder, but what this does is show that Tory Craig, yet again... Is uh is going to be a factor on that yeah, bench. He's
1: going to be so valuable at some point in time, and well, he, he already is. But you know what
2: I'm saying. Well, and he's a, a viable scoring option on that bench. That when Cam Johnson isn't there, uh, struggles in that in that situation. But when you get him back, you're playing a lineup with Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig, Javale McGee. You have a very potent and campaign will shift back there. You have a very potent second line to go along with the best offense offensive starting lineup in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So again, depth is key. We saw that in last year's playoff run. Tory Craig back to where he was and and arguably better in this stretch right now than he was last year. So I'm excited. I love seeing Tory Craig and the effort he puts out there. And he's a guy that isn't even thinking I should be a starter. He's going I'm doing what's asked of me right now and I'll do what's asked of me when I go back to the bench and let's get a title. That's yeah. that's what he's thinking.
1: And he's going to be rewarded for that at some point mm-hmm. in time. So, I mean, just shout out to Tory Craig, who is stepping up in really big ways for this team, yes. coming through when they need him the most. And also, we talked about it the other night, but we're going to continue to say it. He's he's finding more rhythm. His, he started to find his rhythm before these two yeah. nights that he's had. Now that he's got the two nights like this under his belt doing really great things, his confidence level has got to be through the roof. So when Jay Crowder does come back and he moves back into that second unit, he's still going to have a lot of confidence in himself. He's still going to be like, all right, I'm back. I know what I can do. I know what I can bring to this team. And he's going to go out there and he's going to be able to do it.
2: Yeah, and he's rebounding well too, which has been an area that the Suns have struggled in. Uh, before this last few-game stretch. So that's a, that's another area he can help sure up. I mean, look, I'd put this Suns' second unit, the, their usual second unit with Craig and everybody we talked about, up against a lot of teams' starting lineups mm-hmm. in this league. Yeah. The back half of, of this league, the Suns' bench is better than a lot of their starting lineups. That's how good this team is. And I, I know it sounds... It feels very weird to constantly say that because <laughs> a superstitious B I I have done a lot of post game shows for a lot of bad basketball teams but that's you have to be honest and that's where we're at the best bench best starters in this league
1: Yeah I mean I, I wouldn't I would even go as far as to say that at some point in times some points in time in the past mm-hmm. Our bench currently could have beaten our starting unit oh, back then.
2: This could beat the nineteen win team. This could beat. Yeah. uh This could beat that team that had Eric Bledsoe uh, as a starter and and Devin in that rookie year. This, this bench is is highly talented. Javale McGee, you could argue, is a top five Phoenix Suns center of all time. I mean, that's that's how insanely bad the center position's been, but how good he's been as well. Yeah. So.
1: All right. Um, we are going to go ahead and name our draft king, king of the game. And tonight we are going to give it to DeAndre in another double-double for the big fella. He finished with 20 points, 12 rebounds, was 8 of 11 from the field. Now, real quick, we just want to put a disclaimer out there. Devin Booker has now Devin Booker rules for <laughs> yes. this show. For the remainder of the regular season, Devin Booker cannot... Win the draft king, king of the game, unless he either scores more than 30 points or he dishes out more than 10 assists. Not because we're putting Devin in a corner and he's in trouble, but because Devin is that good. I just hit the mic.
2: (laughs) That's how angry. That's how serious we are. That any given
1: night, he could absolutely be our king of the game. We want to spread the wealth. We want to highlight some <laughs> other players. It was a toss-up tonight between Torrey Craig and DeAndre and but since we gave the the tip of the cap to Tori the other night, we're going to give it to DA tonight. Yeah, but just so you guys close. all know, that's the scoop moving forward with, with uh, Devin Booker. Yeah,
2: Devin. <laughs> it's not that we hate Devin Booker. It's that he has set new standards, and the standard is the standard. So we have to respect that. By the way, Mike B in the chat says, Come on, Espo, show Steven, some, Steven Hunter some love, LOL. <laughs> I actually love Steven Hunter, a guy I worked with with the team. He's been on our show uh, in previous iterations before, but not a top five center in Sun's history. That's just, we've had some bad centers.
1: Um, how do you feel about DeAndre right now? Are you, what, like, on us, one to 10, That's where cute. are you at?
2: in in terms of give me overall overall DeAndre Ayton on a scale of one to ten. I'm at an eight. I think that's a pretty solid number. Confident in his uh uh I am confident in his offense. Uh, he's become much better on that end of the floor. I've always been confident in his defense. I still to get to a 10, I still need to See it play out again in the playoffs, and I know mm-hmm. that's not fair. But I feel like that even for Devin, like to be at a ten, I I'm at a nine and a half with Devin to be at a ten. I need to see you go go do it in the playoffs. I mean, all this is great. It's great to have 57 wins, be the one seed. But we've seen the Utah Jazz do this crap before. This is true. A- and then uh, I don't think the Suns are the Utah no. Jazz,
1: though. I will put that disclaimer. But it, you're right. There is potential that something like that could happen, yeah.
2: and you don't want that to be the case. No, and that—that's the thing. I—I I need to see it there to move it to a ten. And I probably should say, when I say the best team, Suns team, we're talking regular season. We're talking what we've seen, right? Yes. I, like to
1: this point. The,
2: the playoffs. The, season. the playoffs are a different beast, and we need to we need to see how they play. I I don't think they're. I don't think they're the Utah Jazz. We're not talking about a fraudulent one seed here. We're not talking about a team that's that's coasted or gotten lucky. We're talking about the real deal. But I need to see DeAndre Ayton step it up again in the playoffs. And uh, but yeah, I'm at an eight. I like I like the maturation that we've seen from him offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we saw a beautiful spin move tonight where and and he took his time too. He knew he had had the guy. He he set him up, and he did a beautiful spin move that led to a jumper that he hit nothing but net. Like, those are the kind of things we haven't seen from DeAndre Ayton on the regular, and we're starting to night in, night out. Mm-hmm. That confidence offensively goes a long way to giving me the ultimate confidence in him at the center position.
1: I'm telling you that when DeAndre Ayton puts the ball on the floor for that single dribble to then make a move to the basket... I love that, and I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that we're seeing more and more of that from him because I think that's going to elevate his game and his potential down low and allow him to use his body more to just move people out of the way and get to the basket. Also, I think something that's really cool about DeAndre is just like, his when, when the ball just rolls so effortly off of his fingers it just feels like it's literally floating sometimes it, his, like it's so soft
2: his offensive game has become pretty yeah like it's it is it is nice to watch like it's it's a a game that you look at and you go there are hints of Hakeem Olajuwon there's hints of David Robinson things that these these great more graceful bigs of yesteryear uh did. I mean the, there's been some Patrick Ewing at times as well with what he's doing. So I really I really like the evolution of his game offensively and I'm really enjoying watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know because it's not it's an art form that isn't used a lot anymore either what he's doing.
1: Right. All right, so once again, congratulations to DeAndre Ayton for being our DraftKings king of the game. And I want to tell you guys about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It is genuinely that simple. If they win, you win. Now, if you're already a user of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. So as we've talked about before, you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, and the more legs you add, the more money you can win.
2: Get that sweet, sweet cash.
1: Yes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any College Hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That is 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5, minimum deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details.
2: And I apologize to anybody from the pregame show. I know, we both took suck. my betting advice. <laughs> my apologies. But I hope you had fun watching the game at least.
1: I know. This, Devin
2: almost got to the 30. He was but, close. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened to Zach Levine.
1: He looks... I saw a lot of people on Twitter just being like, he's, he looks like he's not fully healthy.
2: But the thing is, he'd been playing well offensively, so... Maybe I, he tweaks something Maybe, tonight? maybe. I... I trusted uh, Matt over at CHGO too much. He told me <laughs> Zach's good. You know, he he sold me on it, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry if well, he took it. So, he but was trying to sell
1: himself hey, on it too, plus, probably
2: plus eight fifty odds. You know, but seriously, hit that. Uh, use that promo code PHNX over the DraftKings sportsbook app. Highly recommend it. Uh, It is fun.
1: Yes. All right. I know that I told you there are Devin Booker rules now, but that does not mean that we are not going to give out flowers. Nope. We don't talk about him (laughs) every single night because you know, I love to hand out flowers on this show. Devin finished tonight with 28 points, three assists and four rebounds. He had himself another really great offensive game. He came out of the gates um, dropping buckets. He had 13 points in the first quarter alone, it was another night where Devin just came out at the top of this one, and you could tell this is going to be a good offensive outing for Devin.
2: I feel like that's but, every night now. Um,
1: you're not but wrong. You just go,
2: "Oh, Devin Booker's doing Devin Booker things. Great. Okay. Good. It's one of those games, which is every game now. Look, uh, he for me, he's like Bruno. I don't talk about him unless he <laughs> unless he has thirty. Like that's just where we're going. Okay. But- can we
1: just real quick, like that song goes hard though. Have you watched the whole movie? Yes. Okay. so It's not even the
2: best song in the movie.
1: I took my nieces to a trampoline park yesterday because it was their spring break and we had the day off. And on the drive from the trampoline park home, they were like, can we play Bruno and Encanto songs? And so we were blasting all the Encanto songs on the car ride home and I was like, some of these songs are really good. They're super catchy.
2: Louisa's song's (laughs) the best of the whole... The whole group, the pressure. Oh, yeah, that's get. a good one,
1: too. They, Not to derail us from Devin Booker's flowers, I, but solid I derailed
2: stats. us by making an <laughs> Encanto reference. But, no, look, I mean, the the one thing that stood out to me tonight for Devin Booker that we hadn't seen lately is he got to the free throw line. In the last three games, I believe he got to the free throw line four times. Tonight he went to the line seven times.
1: And that's good.
2: And it, and it happened early, and he went seven for seven. That's important. He needs to get to the free throw line in the playoffs because that's the way you can control games down the stretch. That's going to be a key factor. And I like that he got to the line and was effective from the line. So I want to watch that over the next handful of games and see how many times he gets uh, to the charity stripe because that's going to be impactful. Uh, you know, Efficient shooting, 10 of 18, 28 points. A uh, team leading plus twenty seven overall, but that free throw number is going to be key.
1: Oh, just real quick, I did watch Encanto. Everyone in the chat's like, "You got to watch it, Lindsay." I did. I loved it. Loved it. It's spectacular. Yeah, absolutely.
2: My daughter's obsessed with it, so I've seen it <laughs> many times. They just came out with the sing along on uh, on oh, Disney Plus that you better. can you can do that. So
1: might have to watch it. Parents, with that now,
2: parents at at home uh, get. Get locked in. You're going to be watching a lot of (laughs) Encanto. So
1: It's great. All right. Speaking of Devin Booker, that means it is time to take our shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you.
2: Yeah. And tonight's take your shot is a moment from tonight's game with Devin Booker, a great shot that he Intensity. hits. But there's two things here when you we look at it. Look here, you can to, see uh, Kobe White it, when we get to a, a point in this video. He's waving his arm like the third base coach, waving a guy home, asking for asking for a uh, a double team here. You see it. Devin cans the shot before he can even get help. And then the bench, I mean, I love Jay Crowder. He's like, oh, oh, I might salsa. Yeah, I might sell And D.A.'s like, ah, you see that? And Chris falls like, yeah, I-, I got it. Devin does this shit. I understand. And that's what I love is that's, that's one of those moments. It's the little things. Devin knows that the double's coming. He sees the panic in his defender. Instead of waiting an extra beat, he just pulls up right there. And the chemistry that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Devin turns to the bench and shows that smile that we all love. They go nuts because they're having fun. They're engaged in it and and that's that encapsulates so much of what's going on with this Phoenix Suns team. It's basketball smarts, it's the, the team that knows how to have a good time, that likes each other, there's the camaraderie. and there's a bit of an edge to it Absolutely. because you know Devin knew he was sticking it <laughs> to the poor kid there, uh, Kobe, so.
1: One more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Sometimes I think that if you knock down a big shot or you do something that's really, um, I don't know, just kind of one of those game changers and those energy boosters, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like if you turn to your bench instead of turn to flex on the opponent's bench, It's even more low-key disrespectful. It's It's even more like kind of like in-your-face vibes.
2: You know what I'm saying? When you turn to your guys and you just give that smile like Devin, the Eddie Haskell, I know I'm good. I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And they lose their mind. That is that. That's and I love it. Like I wish there was a, an everyday life version of that. Like you did something good in the office and you could just flex like that, and everybody <laughs> in the cubicles lost their damn mind because you did the damn thing. Like I, I wish there was a moment like that in real life that that we could actually enjoy that because I that is such fun. That is what basketball and c- competition is about. Is those moments where you know you've done so damn well and everybody reacts to it.
1: Well, I know we've talked about the chemistry of this team and how much they all love playing with each other and genuinely actually like each other, which is huge. But I do sometimes think that... I'm not saying it's disrespectful, but it's like disrespectful if you get what I'm saying. So when you do something like that and you flex on another team's bench, it fuels both sides, Mm -hmm. right? When you do something like that and you turn to your bench and completely ignore the other team, it's like you guys are so far out of our minds. Like this game is so far gone. We have so much more confidence. We aren't even thinking about you because we know we're going to win this game. Like if I was an opponent, I'd be like that stings way more like that would be defeating. You know what I mean?
2: That's like going out running into your ex and they don't even acknowledge you like that. That's like, you're not important to me. My guys are important. The whatever you're inconsequential. Yeah. Fine. Whatever Mm -hmm. you you, good for you guys go over there and and get angry or whatever you want. Me and my boys, we're having fun right now.
1: I love it. All right. A couple more flowers to hand out. Um, A lot of people in the chat want to highlight or they have shared in the chat that Landry Shamit had a decent game. And all I want to say is I am getting really annoyed (laughs) that every time Landry Shamit has a good game, Saul Bookman is not here and he doesn't have to see Landry Shannon have a good game, and that makes me angry.
2: It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter.
1: I he know he wouldn't give
2: him his flowers. I eh, know. Whatever. But it makes
1: me angry that I want him to at least have to sit through the game and watch it, so that even if he doesn't give him his flowers, he has to see it and oh. acknowledge it.
2: Fourteen points ain't worth forty-four <sighs> million. <He's>
1: so bratty. <laughs> and then also, Manuel in the chat said we have to give some flowers to Jay for pure swag alone. Dude's got style.
2: I turned to you during you the did. game, and I went. <laughs> You know what? I, I I like Jay's uh, I like Jay's fit. Like when I when I lose the weight, I want to dress like Jay. A few less chains because I can't pull that off. But the overall look, I'm like, that's that's just yeah. that's just clean.
1: Jay has really great style. Like he's, it's classic with pops of trendiness. And so like he he you can clearly tell he stays up to date on the yeah. trends, but he has a very distinctive or distinct style. Like, it's it's his thing. He keeps it real classy.
2: And and there's a reason they call him Boss Band. And it's funny because when he and Chris Paul are in street clothes, last night, or uh, uh, the other night, when they were playing Houston, Chris Paul looked like he was about to go on a sailboat. He had a white T-shirt and a blue blazer. And I'm like, all right. And tonight— That looked fine. That looked good, too. Tonight he was dressed like me. Like, what— Chris Paul, you are the best point guard in NBA history. You've got millions and millions That's of dollars. Range,
1: Espo. That's called old man style.
2: <laughs> like I get it that Chris Paul and I are basically the same age, but like, come on, Chris, just go to Jay. Hey, can we go shopping? Can you help me out? Like, can you hook me up? Like, heck, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure the Suns can get you uh, hooked up with a clothery or something. Like, actually, it looked like he was. Hooked up by the clothing the other night when he looked like the boat captain. So.
1: Oh, my God. He just needed the hat. Everything else looked like he was on yeah. a boat. I mean, what's wrong with dressing like you're about to be on a boat? Maybe that's the state of mind he was in. He's like, I'm just chilling on a boat. That's my mindset tonight. Because I know my team's got this.
2: See, Andy Sandberg, I'm on a boat. Like, <laughs> Maybe. No, just No. Come on, CP3. Uh, I love you, but, like. Give us a little bit more. <laughs> Ask the people that dress you for the State Farm commercials if they can hook you up. Come out dressed like Cliff Paul once on the sidelines. That's even better. I'll take that just for humor purposes. I like
1: Chris Paul's style.
2: You're welcome to like his style. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just having some fun at his expense. Of course, Jay Crowder I get it. much better dressed. That's all I'm saying.
1: Jay, I think the difference. Jay's style is consistent
2: no j Jay, Jay is the fresh prince, and c p three is Carlton. That's what we got going on it is. he's like he's like a cardigan That's tied aggressive. around the around the uh, <laughs> around the uh, neck away from it That's I mean, aggressive. come on we're gonna get we're gonna get this up here in a second and you're a you' look at this seriously, look at the style compared to these two he literally i mean if I had white stripes of this jacket, Chris Paul and I are wearing the same jacket tonight. I mean, I mean, mine's much cheaper. Mine's a, Amazon. It's just a classic jacket. Yeah, uh, I come on. It's like I a really classic wish we had Letterman
1: style jacket.
2: Uh, Will Smith Carlton.
1: Oh my god. That's
2: what we're looking at. Fresh Prince Carlton.
1: But you didn't appreciate Chris Paul when he came with a really dope sweater the other night either. I'm starting to think you just have a you have it out for Chris Paul's fashion. I'm just saying. I,
2: I just I don't <laughs> get it. Granted, I don't get most fashion, so that isn't anything <laughs> different. But he's wearing what? What is this? The uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like it's like uh, a like a bomber almost, okay. like a bomber
1: style jacket.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's 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 like a cross between a bomber and a Letterman jacket. Yeah. Like, uh, anyways, enough on. On CP3's fashion, we'll, uh, we'll let it go. Anyway, this started
1: yeah. as Flowers for Jay because he has great fashion. <laughs> so we'll bring it back to Flowers for Jay because he's got some great fashion and he looks real swaggy on the sidelines. So. There
2: there was one accessory that Chris Paul was missing tonight and I was very excited by it. Did you notice it? I did. Nothing on the thumb. That's right. Nothing. On, and he squeezed. It looked like something to strengthen the grip, which I'm sure is part of the... The recovery is squeezing a a little ball there, but no, no cast, no sleeve, whatever the hell it was he was wearing. It wasn't there. So we're inching closer.
1: I don't know. Is this the, like, were you paying attention for it or were
2: you looking for it the other night? Because I I didn't even
1: think about looking for it.
2: I didn't the other night, but I had been looking uh, every time we get a a sideline shot. And I hadn't, I hadn't noticed uh, on, in the Rockets game, but it was, pretty obvious tonight yeah. he had nothing on that hand so.
1: i mean that's great news the the faster that he can heal up and get back with his team the better but again like we've been saying all season long take as much time as you need to make sure you are in tip-top yeah. shape before uh, coming back
2: Tashi in the chat saying that jacket looks cute on cp3 and connor says flowers for cp3's fashion so mm-hmm. i'm in I am very much in the minority here, (laughs) which is not rare when it comes to my fashion.
1: Listen, as as long as you, you're, you're there though, because you might not understand Chris Paul's fashion, but you understand Jay's fashion. So basically what we've decided is, you are more of a classic fashion person than a trendy fashion yeah, person. But that's not true. Because and there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Sean DePaz behind the Mac, uh, his fashion is always on point. And I don't think it's classic. I think it's trendy. He's got hints of classic, though. I mean,
1: uh, he... I, They're the more subtle, but he's got hints of it.
2: Well, but then maybe, maybe I just have a certain fashion that I enjoy. <laughs> and, and Jay and Sean DePauze rock it. So. As,
0: the, as the fashion icon of P, of PHNX, um, I do like Jay's... Fashion more. I wish CP3 didn't zip up the bomber jacket. I don't like the zip-up look. That's fair. But I think, generally speaking, CP3 does have good fashion.
1: Yes. Sean is probably the most fashionable person here, I would say. I
2: I would agree. Yeah. Much more so. so than me, so... But that's enough flowers for Sean. You're, we can't you're a close it, second, Espo. We can't let it get to his head <laughs> <No>. just <laughs> yet. <laughs> I, if we did a fashion power ranking, it would be Shane and whatever the hell it is that he dresses like, and then me. <laughs> Shane's all
1: right, got good at the pot- style. She oh, dresses please. Like, please. like a, I mean, listen, like, like a I, dad but, who forgot to change any of his Shane's clothes out after the But Shane's style fits his vibe perfectly. It is very yep. dad style. She's vibing. No one it's has unfashionable. No
0: one has ever said, "You know who's stylish? A thrifty a thrift shopping dad." <laughs>
1: That's literally what all the hipsters with, have always been. With a mustache. <laughs>
0: with, with a mustache and bleached hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: You guys are just haters. Anyway, um anything else I suppose? From tonight's game?
2: From tonight's game, I think we covered most of it pretty effectively. I think so. That's as good as I'm gonna give us tonight. <laughs> effectively. We could you know, let's one thing I do want to go back to. I know Gerald said Monty looked at the film and and wanted to have Alfred out there because of his length and defensively and you know, yada yada. No, this was simply We've got Ife coming. CP3 is going to be back. Uh, you get one last decent look to try to prove that you should be the fourth point guard on this roster, and we're gonna we're gonna be looking to add somebody else into that playoff eligibility. If you don't show us anything,
1: yeah, I kind of think that's more what was happening tonight. I, I agree with you, and
2: I there. guarantee you, Monty went to Aaron Holiday. Uh, today and said, "Look, you're you're not going to be the f- the first guard we turn to, you know, off the bench. We're gonna, but this has nothing to do with where you stand with us." And he came out, uh, Aaron, in that fourth and played great and and was all smiles. So there's nothing weird going on. I think that was very much mm-hmm. Alfred. Here's one of your last chances.
1: So I have two things from the chat. The first, Mike B said, as far as the Chris Paul brace thing that we were talking about. Mike B said he had it on when he was on our bench. It was black and wrapped around his hand and thumb. So I don't know, Mike B, were you talking about tonight or were you talking about
2: definitely wasn't Wednesday? Tonight. I can tell you tonight on the bench he didn't
1: Okay. End. And then the other thing is is when we were talking about Shane's style, Charles Waddle Pike said Macklemore based a whole music career on that style. So it's a legitimate thing.
0: And where is Macklemore now? Ooh
1: but that song was like the song of the year yeah but, but even like
0: middle school boys
1: but even even For that, everybody who was around at that point in time, you just like, happened to have been in middle school
2: at that time. Hold on. Because you're but young. Fair, fair but even, <laughs> even that was like, what, eight years ago? So at best, we're saying that Shane's fashion is eight years past its prime. All right. Oh, Not much of a healthy I, argument there.
0: I will say that my fashion style is heavily influenced by the fashion icon of the Suns, which is Devin Booker.
2: That's That's because you look like low-key, great value, Devin. I
0: I wear the the browns, the neutral tones, just like he does. It it works.
2: You know what mine is? Is it not completely wrinkled and does it fit? That's my style.
1: Low-key, I'll go out in a wrinkled shirt. Uh, No
2: one could rock purple and orange framed glasses
0: like you can, though, Espo. That's That's for sure. sure.
1: That's
2: I, facts. You know, when I was with the team, the bow tie was my signature. We're a little less uh, dressy here, so the glasses had to be I better. was a bow tie kid in high school, so. I was with the sons.
1: Code JJM in the chat said, Shane dresses like a Kanye model. <laughs> and then we have a lot of people who are saying, Josh says we're sleeping on Derek with his button-up shirts. Um, where's the other one? Look, Derek
2: goes for shock and awe, right? He Charles
1: goes, says a real king of style at PHNX is Craig Morgan.
2: If you, again, who <laughs> likes the guy that dresses like a dad? Like, we, uh, we're very, like, that's like dad's got to go to work. And Shane's like, Shane dresses like dad's at home on the weekend. All right. <laughs> That's what we got going on there. Uh,
1: Connor gave me a little bit of of love for my uh my my shoe game. Thank you Connor in the chat. And then Edward said nobody beats Saul's couch camo. The other night he wore a full gray sweatsuit and completely blended in to our chairs and we didn't even realize it until the end of the show when one of the code crazies pointed it out and it was yep. quite entertaining.
2: It is couch camo. Yeah. I right. I, I you will never catch me dead in sweatpants on this show. Something has gone horribly wrong. If I'll I'm probably wearing, wear sweatpants. What, at some sweatpants point on, in time this on this
1: show. Um, at the end of the day, here's here's the biggest take home. Right, you know what I'm about to say. Wear whatever you want to wear. Wear what you like. Everybody's style is your own. Don't let anybody else tell you differently.
2: Yeah, if you want to Whatever you
1: like and are comfortable in, that's what you should be wearing.
2: Yeah, if you want to be an NBA superstar and dress like the captain from How I Met Your Mother, you go ahead and you do that, all right? Boats, boats, boats to you, sir. (laughs) Okay, Anyways.
1: The last thing I have for you guys before we leave, we've told you about this before, but we're going to continue to tell you um, just to make sure that it is-
2: this is big news. Legitimately, don't, don't bury the, this is big
1: news. We want to make that. sure this isn't penciled in. This is written in permanent marker in your calendar.
2: It's it's as if, you know, Frank Sanders on the Cardinals show made made a bet and it's tattooed. That's how permanent <laughs> this is, all right? Let's let's tell the people what we're talking about.
1: So, March 30th, we are going to have a live uh show at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. Now, this one is going to be bigger and better than our previous live show, which was a lot of fun. But this one is going to be really extra special because uh, we are going to hold a fundraiser for Ryan House. So if you don't know what Ryan House is, it's a really cool organization here in Phoenix that I've been involved with for a while now. And um, we're going to collect donations from people who come to the live event at the Ainsworth We're also going to donate all of the super chats from the pregame and the postgame show that night to Ryan House. So Ryan House is a facility here in Phoenix that provides hospice and respite care to children. And so they help them be comfortable and happy and have great moments as they, you know, finish their journeys in life or they provide respite care to children who have long-term illnesses that need a lot of care, and they do it in a fun and welcoming and very warm environment. I personally have had to have friends and uh, family members who have had to use Ryan House, and I can tell you firsthand that what they do over there is so incredibly amazing, and nobody should ever have to go through that, but if you do, you want to do it at a place like Ryan House that makes everything as easy and as smooth as possible. So, so get get
2: out, come there. down
1: and hang out with
2: us. Look, and if you can't, because I know not all of you live here in Phoenix. Some of you just join us from wherever you are across the globe because you love the Suns and you want to feel part of the community. We're gonna donate every super chat that night that we get to the Ryan House as well. So let's make it a big night. It's going to be fun. It's Suns Warriors. Sure Steph won't be there, but who the hell cares? We can shut up those Golden State Warriors <laughs> fans with a big win and uh, and celebrate by hanging out at the VIP lounge in person and having uh, helping a good cause. So come out March 30th at the Ainsworth Downtown Phoenix right across from the arena. We're going to have a good time would love to meet you out there. We're going to have merch. We're mm-hmm. going to have, we're going to debut some stuff. Maybe I'll sing live. I won't sing who live. Knows? That's it, but, also, know, who
1: knows? Also, also, y'all are going to love this.
2: Gerald's going to be there. Yes, he is. And In the flesh. And Lindsay's going to bring the Emmy, so you can actually no, know not. that they exist. You can come pet an Emmy, if you'd like, out at the Ainsworth. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh you're out of control but for real uh, gerald will be there and it'll be a lot of fun you can't hang out with us and uh start saving up your pennies because we need you guys to be real big in the super chats that night
2: well look and ainsworth the food the drinks it's all going to be flowing we're going to be there uh let's let's come out let's have fun
1: yeah exactly and that's all we got for you guys we'll give you more details of course Throughout the uh, upcoming days, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to remind you all the way up until the 30th. Um, until next time, I'm Lindsay Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. That's Espo, and you can follow him on Twitter at Espo. Oh, and you can follow Gerald Bourget on Twitter at Gerald Bourget as well. Can't forget about the girth, our Lord and Savior. Espo, take us home.
2: Remember. <laughs> remember this is a serious one Uh, if you come out to the Ainsworth you cannot pet the girth we're sorry ahoy hoy